Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, welcome again to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. Uh, Thank you again for joining us this week. I hope the podcast has been a blessing to you, and if it has, I hope you have been sharing with your friends as well. I want to thank you all that have been giving to while you were single. We appreciate your giving. It enables us to do what we have been doing for a while. You are single services. Thank you very much. If you're listening and the podcast has been a blessing and you've felt in your heart a willingness to contribute to what we're doing. Um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you. You can always do that by going to our website, whileyouaresingle.org, and use the Giving tab. Thanks again. Talking about our While You Are Single services, on August the 25th, we'll be having our next While You Are Single event. It's going to be a panel discussion on marriage and relationships. I highly encourage you to join us if you happen to be in the Houston Sugarland area, it will it will be a great opportunity for you to ask questions about marriage and relationships. We're going to have a panel of married couples who will be glad to address your questions. Again, is on August the twenty fifth. It's a Friday night, eight p.m. at Catch the Fire Church. The address is seventeen thirty Williams Trace Boulevard. Sugarland, Texas, 77478. For more information, I encourage you to go to our website, whileyouaresingle.org. It's going to be a great time. This week, for the next few minutes, I just want to give some hope to you, especially if it seems the relationship thing is daunting, especially if you've experienced setbacks, disappointments, rejections, in relationships a lot of things happen to cause a lot of people not to be able to move forward in relationships i know rejection is very painful it's very disappointing and sometimes it makes you question who you are question your worth question your faith and wondering why all these things are happening and all that kind of stuff and if you really don't understand how god works all things for your good It is very easy to be down on yourself if you've experienced rejection after rejection. I'm really grateful that God gave me the grace to write a book about the subject and address the totality of how God uses rejection to help you find and fulfill your destiny, whether it's to go somewhere, whether it's to be with someone, or whether it's to do something. And if you haven't had a copy of Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny, I highly encourage you. To get a copy, you can go to um, whileyouaresingle.org or ojtokes.com or Amazon or whatever the case may be. Nevertheless, I'm just going to share a little bit from part of what I've learned about rejection. And I'm going to use a a story briefly to kind of illustrate this. And just want to encourage you, there is hope for you. Do not be despaired. Do not feel like, you know, God has forgotten you or that that. There's no one out there for you. There is somebody out there for you. If it's a desire in your heart, if it's a desire in your heart, that simply means God placed it there. So 
why we may need to make some adjustments or perhaps understand that God has a better plan, um, there is hope for you. And the story I want to look at is the story of Moses and Zipporah. Obviously, they ended up getting together, but the circumstances that were central to them getting together was the subject of rejection. And in Exodus chapter 2, verses 16 to 18, a couple of things stand out. We hear of a guy named Jethro. His name is also known as Reuel. He was the priest of Midian. And he had seven daughters. And that in itself could give me an insight to the man's thinking. I like to believe that somewhere in his psyche he's thinking, I hope my daughters get married. I hope they find somebody to get married. I hope they find someone to marry. So here they are going to the well to water their father's flock. And in Exodus 2, 16 to 18, I'm kind of giving an overview of the story. The Bible says, shepherds came and drove them away. These ladies came to the well to water their father's flock. Shepherds came and drove them away. Well, it turns out that on that particular day, Moses happened to be there. Moses stood up for the ladies. He helped them and he watered their flocks. So they were able to water the flock and go home. And when they got home, their dad was shocked. He was surprised they came home earlier than usual, which suggests that they usually came home late. So the question is, why did this woman come home late? Well, the reason they came home late we can deduce from what happened to them that particular day. Apparently, frequently, they often got driven away by the shepherds. Every time they go to the well, the shepherds drove them away. And in those cases, there was no Moses to help them. So every time they went to the well, the shepherds drove them away. But on this particular day, Moses happened to be there and he helped them and prevented the shepherds from delaying this woman. So this woman were able to go back home earlier than usual. But let's look at some details in this story. This woman came to the well. In the New Testament, John chapter 4, Jesus came to speak to a Samaritan woman. During his conversation with her, he had mentioned to her that if she drank from the well that she came to, the Samaritan woman came to a well to draw water. Jesus met her there, asked her for water to drink, and the woman in not so many words, was telling Jesus, you are Jewish and I'm a Samaritan and we're not supposed to, we're not even supposed to conversate. Besides, you don't have anything to draw with, things like that. And Jesus told her, if you knew who I was, you would ask of me and I will give you living water. Jesus also mentioned to her that if you drink water from this well, the physical well, where the woman came to draw water, you will thirst again. But if you drink the water that I give, You'll never thirst. So Jesus referred to himself as a well. In other words, as living water. The point I'm trying to make is sometimes a well is symbolic of God. A well is symbolic of God's supply. I believe it's in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. God was upset with his Israelite children and he said that you have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and you have dug for yourselves cisterns that hold no water. A cistern is a kind of underground reservoir or a well per se. But the point I'm trying to make is God is referring to himself as a well, the well of life, 
the fountain of life, the living water. Okay, with that in mind, let's go back to the story of Zipporah and her sisters, seven of them. That basically means Zipporah and her six sisters. They went to a well and the shepherds drove them away, but Moses helped them out. But prior to Moses' presence there, in times past, this is what these women dealt with. So here's the thing. Unfortunately, perhaps you listening right now may have experienced this, or maybe you know somebody who has experienced this, or maybe you know a number of people who have experienced this. It is very sad that one of the places that a lot of us experience rejection, experience refusals, experience not being accepted, experience not being wanted, is the very place that we're supposed to experience the opposite. The very place we're supposed to get encouragement and acceptance sometimes is the place that we experience discouragement and rejection. I'm talking about the well. I'm talking about church because church is the environment in which the well is situated. In fact, there'll be no church if the well of life was not in the center of that church per se. God is the well of life. We go to church principally to draw closer to God. That's the main, that should be the main purpose why we go to church, to grow and be who God has called us to be and things like that. And sadly, like these ladies, every time they went to the well, the shepherds drove them away. To be driven away is a form of rejection. Along the same lines, when some people have gone to a fellowship, a church, an environment where the well is situated or should be situated, God himself, sometimes people experience rejection there. And this rejection could come in the form of maybe you were trying to date somebody in church and they turned you down. Or maybe you were dating somebody in church, but something went awry. There was a breakup. Sometimes it could be in some cases that <laughs> the leaders are the ones who are turning you away by what they say or what they do or how they treat you. I say that because interestingly in the New Testament, a shepherd refers to a pastor or church leadership per se, the elders in the church. I believe it's in Peter where Peter admonishes or encourages um, the shepherds in the church to uh, take care of their flock and things like that. But in so many ways, it's very easy to experience rejection in church, either from leadership, either from somebody you were trying to go out with, or either some, from somebody you actually went out with and things didn't work out. So when you're faced with that scenario, what usually happens? You're not able to receive from the well of life. Just like Zipporah's, Zipporah and her sisters were finding it difficult to draw water because the shepherds drove them away. A lot of people find it difficult to draw from the water of God's word from the pastor or the minister when they feel rejected either by somebody, by, either by a member or either by leaders. It's a painful experience. It can be devastating, but I want to encourage you. First and foremost, I want to make something clear. 
just because somebody in church refuses or is not interested in going out with you does not necessarily mean they're a bad person. Just because things didn't work out with a person in church doesn't mean they're bad. And just because, you know, maybe a leader could be perceived as not accepting doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. I'm a minister myself, so I know that there are times where, you know, I may have to say something. I try my best to, to say it in a loving way. I know there's a difference between saying or or turning somebody down or doing something that may offend somebody and saying something like, well, I'm just doing it because I love you. Well, there's a difference between doing something or saying something to deter somebody because you love them and saying or doing something to somebody in a loving way. Unfortunately, um, what a lot of us do, including ministers, myself inclusive, inadvertently, ignorantly, or just, you know, maybe we're not well informed is sometimes we may say, I'm saying this because I love you. That might be the case, but we don't often say it or do it in a loving way. Nevertheless, there are instances where you may experience rejection and then rejection is necessary not because the person who is perceived as being behind the rejection is mean or anything like that. It could just simply mean that, that whatever it is that was going on wasn't God's best. However, having acknowledged that, I know for a fact that sometimes people are just totally mean. They are just rude, disrespectful, uncaring. And that's more of my emphasis right now because in Zipporah's case, that's basically what happened. The shepherds drove them away. And when that happens, you can't draw water from the well. It's difficult to draw water from the well. But I don't know uh, what your situation is. And if you're listening, I just want to encourage you that there is hope for you. And to experience that hope, to experience what God is trying to do with that situation, I want to encourage you to respond like Zipporah and her sisters. Because prior to Moses showing up, this was something that was always happening to the women. But the women kept going to the well. They kept going to the well, knowing fully well that they were going to encounter the shepherds. They're going to delay them. They're going to make things difficult for them. A lot of people will not go to the well, but they kept going to the well. Now, why did they keep going to the well? Probably because they needed the water in the well. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure if they had other options, they probably would have gone somewhere else, but it appears there were, there were no other wells around, at least as close as that particular well was to them. So they had to deal with the rejection and deal with the frustration and deal with the chauvinist and keep going to the well. Well, that in itself gives us a key to overcoming rejection, especially one in church. We need to learn to distinguish between God and the person doing the rejecting, unfortunately, we often do a terrible job of mixing the two. A minister or a person, a member of a church mistreats you and you just take it as God mistreating you. And you just throw the baby out with the dirty baby bath water. We need to distinguish between the dirty baby bath water and the baby. 
throw out the water, but hold on to the baby. That's what these women did. They kept going to the well because they needed the well. Along the same line, if you're going to experience the hope that God has for you, the end result, the blessing that God has for you, the man, woman opportunity that God has for you, you need to start focusing on the water in the well, not the people around it, which unfortunately a lot of us do. I know we we'll like to say on paper that we go to church to learn more about God, but the truth is for some of us, we go to church for everything else but the water itself. We go to the well for who's hanging around the well, who's chilling around the well, who you can connect with around the well, but the well itself. But the rejection that Zipporah and her sisters experienced from the shepherds made something crystal clear. The only reason why they were willing to deal with this man deal with the rejection was because they needed the water in the well and they were only going to the well just for the water nothing else sometimes you and i have to have that mindset i'm not going to church because of so and so i'm going to church for jesus period and sometimes being rejected by people around the well redirects us refocuses us on what's important and that's jesus because First and foremost, that's why we're there in the first place. Besides, he's the only one that can heal us and deal with all the other people who are frustrating our efforts. So this woman kept going to the well. Unfortunately, a lot of people stop. They stop going to church. You know, someone broke their heart. They stopped going to church. They find it hard to draw from the water of God's word to receive a message from church because they see the person that turned them down in church. They see the leader. They see the ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife, or someone that maltreated them, refused them, rebuffed them. So they find it hard to receive from the word of God's word. It's understandable if they left and went to another fellowship. And that should be the case if God leads them in that direction. However, some people just quit completely. They quit God. God didn't do nothing to them. It's the people that did, but they make it, they feel like it's God because God let it happen. Unfortunately, sometimes, or fortunately, God uses it to expose our loyalty, expose where our heart is. Are you there for God or are you there for whoever's around the well? Nevertheless. Imagine if Zipporah and her sister stopped going because of what's happening to the shepherds. Well, number one, they probably will have starved to death because there's no water to where they their flocks and take care of business in their household. Number one. Number two, Zipporah will have missed her husband. I just wonder, I, I think about this often. How many single people are still single because they get easily offended? Offended to the degree that they leave the environment where the husband or wife was going to show up. Imagine if Zipporah and her sister stopped going. I can't speak more about her sisters, but Zipporah was the one that ended up with Moses. What if she stopped going? Which happens to a lot of people. I'm trying to give you hope. And I'm saying to get that hope, you have to keep going. Keep going. Keep trusting. Keep seeking God. That's the most important thing. I know a lot of people don't like this song. 
but I'm going to sing it anyway. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you need will be added unto you. I believe that's in Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not your righteousness, not my righteousness, not what somebody else's righteousness, but his righteousness. Or simply put, his way of doing things. And everything else will be added unto you. In a sense, what Zipporah did is a picture of seeking God because she kept going to the well and eventually Moses was added. She kept going to the well. And one day, dealing with the same frustration, the shepherds drove her and her sisters away, but Moses stood up. And he did three significant things for them. Bible says he stood up for them, he helped them, and he watered their flocks. I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know who's turned you down, who's overlooked you, who's passed you over, but I want to encourage you by saying this. Number one, someone may have stood you up, but God will use someone standing you up to lead you into someone who will stand up for you. Someone may have neglected you, but God will use their neglect to lead you to someone who will help you. Someone may have drained you of your emotions, drained you of your resources, but God will use their drainage to flood you into the arms of someone who will water you with love, water you with affection, water you with support like Moses did for Zipporah and her sisters. Zipporah ended up with her husband, Moses. Had she stopped going to the well because of the rejection she had been experiencing from those shepherds, she would have missed out on Moses. But because she kept going, she ended up with Moses. Along the same lines, I want to encourage you, keep trusting God, keep seeking God. Somebody else may not want you. That's okay. God wants you. Keep seeking the Lord. Eventually, as you keep on trusting God and seeking God and learning more about Him and knowing His ways, eventually, He will add the person He has for you into your life. I find it interesting how Moses got to the well in the first place. A few verses prior, Exodus chapter 2, verses 12 to like 15. Moses killed an Egyptian. He was in Egypt. He killed an Egyptian in an effort to help his Israelite brethren. And he saw two Israelite guys fighting and he tried to intervene and stop their fight. And the person likely responsible for the fight looked at Moses and said, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? So Moses discovered that everybody knew he killed the Egyptian. But not only that, basically God rejected Moses' help. That rejection was what alerted Moses to know that everybody knew what he did. And it caused Moses to escape out of Egypt. And he ended up in Midian by the well. So the reason Moses ends up by the well is because he was rejected and the rejections Zipporah experienced from the shepherds 
led her to Moses because this shepherd that drove her and her sisters away, that rejected them, it was clear that they didn't like this woman. So if there was any hope or any aura of thinking that, you know, maybe we may be able to hook up with these guys, that was shattered by the way this guy treated them. And it's something because if there's any place that anyone feels like they can find a good man or a good woman, it's in church. And to be honest, the reality is, it seems like there are not a lot of good men and women. As much as men and women go to church, it appears that not too many of them are really genuine. Not too many of them are really authentic in their walk with God. So as a believer trying to do things God's way, you go to church and there's a hope that, you know, maybe I can end up marrying one of these guys or one of these ladies in church. And the implication that not too many of them are really authentic and especially for the ladies, there might be even fewer guys that are for real. And you end up in a situation where these church folks don't even like you. It seems like there's no hope, but I mentioned not too long ago in a, in a few podcasts back to let you know that there is somebody else better for you. If you have any doubts about that, I encourage you to like uh, listen to like three podcasts back about a month ago. I dealt with the fact that there is somebody else better for you. Imagine this woman going to the well and Zipporah going to the well thinking this other guys are going to be dealing with all the time. And all of a sudden, this dude from nowhere showed up and ended up being Zipporah's husband. I'm talking about Moses to reinforce that there is somebody else better for you. So somebody in church didn't want you. Trust me, somebody else is there. You might not see the person now. Don't worry about it. Heal up. Be restored. Continue to grow in your walk. Eventually, you will end up with whomever God has for you that is better for you. But here's the deal. Sometimes you 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 feel like your your options are limited. You know, and even within the limited options, they don't even want you. The poor sisters go to the well and these guys drove them away. But eventually Moses was there and Zipporah ended up with Moses. So I want to encourage you to know that God uses rejection to 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 keep you <laughs> to keep you for the person God has for you. So he will let every other person that has no business having a relationship with you to turn you down or things not work out with them so that you can be preserved for your prince or princess. It's interesting that Moses was also a shepherd per se. And I think this confuses people. Sometimes people miss out on who God has for them because they, they because of where they find the person. Well, the, right, the last time I was in church, I, I, you probably heard that. Maybe you said that or heard people say that I'm not going to date somebody in church because church people are fake. Church guys are fake. Church women are fake or church this and church that. And that really usually comes from the fact that somebody went to church and they had a bad experience. So they project that experience to every single person they meet in church. But, but interestingly, Zipporah didn't let that stop her from receiving Moses because 
she found her him in the same place where she experienced pain and he was kind of in the same occupation of those that rejected her but thank god for her dad who helped her out which i believe is somewhat symbolic of our father in heaven when you have a relationship with god which is a reinforcement of how crucial your time with god is you begin to develop that relationship and that sensitivity where god can let you discern between the bad eggs and the good eggs and i use that word loosely because in our modern world my understanding of the word egg egg is a acrostic for easy going guy nevertheless here it is Zipporah ends up with a guy who looks like the guys that rejected her and who was in the same place by the guys who rejected her, which unfortunately confuses a lot of women and some men sometimes because meeting someone that looks like and is in the same environment where you experience a bad relationship or a bad situation triggers old memories and causes you to project that bad experience on someone who had no idea and who had no plans to mistreat you like people in the past did nevertheless there's hope for you zipporah ended up with the guy god had for her by ensuring that she kept going to the well and like I said, rejection got her to Moses, rejection got Moses to her. And what's funny is this, the word Moses means drawn out. Pharaoh's daughter gave him the name Moses because he was drawn out of the river. But imagine this, why is Zipporah and her sisters going to the well to draw out water, which reinforces the importance of keep the importance to keep seeking God because when you draw from the water of God's word, you keep drawing from God despite any pains and despite any distractions and despite any setbacks. Eventually, you're going to draw out your Moses, draw out your Zipporah, draw out the person and the things that God has for you. So be encouraged. The best is yet to come for you. Don't despair. Keep seeking God. If you've stopped, I encourage you to dust yourself off. Get up and go back to the well of life. Go back to church. Go back to a fellowship around you. And rekindle your relationship with God. Eventually, God will send the person God has for you into your life. It may not happen overnight but it will happen over time. How long that takes, I don't know. But what I do know is your time, your relationship with God is very important. You need to keep drinking from the water of God's word. When you draw close to God, when you draw to God, you can draw from God everything he has for you. Thanks for listening to Why You're Single podcast. If you happen to be in the Sugarland Houston area, I hope to see you on the 25th for our panel discussion on marriage and relationships. Invite your friends. We're going to have a great time. Until then, take care.
Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.